Welcome to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. I'm Dustin B. I'm Genius McGee. And on this episode, we talk AMC's Into the Badlands, Chapter 28, entitled Cobra Fang Panther Claw. <laughs> King Cobra. But for the sake of brevity and also our listeners, we do dive directly into spoilers, so spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. You have been warned. Genius, what say you on this episode? <laughs> okay, so... My initial reaction is, fuck that episode. <laughs> I really, really, really like that episode. So much for keeping it blue. Right? But goddamn it, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, we, I know we were already talking about we're going into spoilers, yep. but like, I don't want to save that to the very end because it was a good episode and I don't want that to tarnish anything, you know? So we'll talk about that, why I'm really, really upset. My major beef. My Kobe beef. With the episode, mm, Kobe beef. Mm-hmm. I got I got Black Angus with the Black Lotus. Ooh, Ooh. I like it. <laughs> so, like you and I talked off air, we were thinking about doing it in you know segmented portions, but I don't think we really can because a, a couple of the segments actually overlap. Yeah. So probably chronological, or as you like to call it, chronological. Yeah, we can go crony if you want. Yeah, I think that would probably be best. Okay. So we finally get the big reveal of Pilgrim at the Monastery. Holy shit! Holy shit. Okay, right out the gate. Right out the gate. You feel a sense of dread because you know some badass ill shit's going to come, right? Well, you know what Pilgrim came for. Right? The master. Okay, and I knew there was going to be some fighting. And Was everyone was... kung fu fighting? <laughs> Those cats are fast as lightning. But uh, <laughs> that was fantastic, dude. That was a great fight scene. When the abbots came, I'm like, oh, there's going to be some shit. I didn't expect them to get dispatched as quick as they can, but at least during this scene until MK steals the show on the, on this mm-hmm. fight until he steals the show the abbots yeah one or two are getting their ass beat but then also they're uh, kicking some ass on the decide the uh, harbinger side so it was kind of even even to the point where like there was enough where four of them could take on MK at once right, right with the poles and then some fuckery happened i got to say man for as much shit as i give MK when it came down to it, dude, that was a fantastic fight scene he did, dude. He did aces. I don't think I've ever seen a fight, him fight this good before. Well, neither have I. Because if you think about it, I mean, we really haven't been given a, a ton of MK fighting. Except him sucker punching Sonny. Right. right. I mean, we, we get very little of him throughout the entire, well, in the entire show up to this point. Yeah. Because, I mean, even when he was, you know, Sonny's cult. Back when he was at a uh, Baron Quan's, yeah. you know, hideout. I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't really do a lot, you know. Then all of a sudden, he gets the he he kind of gets a little bit more to do, but then he goes on an opium kick. Yeah, <laughs> so, doesn't want to do shit. So he doesn't really do anything there. Right. And right. now all of a sudden, you know, the pilgrim unlocks his his dark chi again, and now he becomes Uber MK. He kicks some ass. Though. He's no longer MK. He's OK. <laughs> <laughs> Because he was he was pretty stellar in that fight sequence. Yeah, he was. So, like, four of the abbots, or were, were they actually the abbots like we saw in season one, or were they just, like, the disciples of the master? Let's just call them monks. Yeah, okay. That that, that works for me. Monks. General so, monks. So you see, Monkery. like, some, some kung fu treachery going on, and, mm-hmm. and just kind of out and about. General kung fu, because there's a whole bunch of kung fu going on. You got a lot of people 
kicking each other's ass at the same time. Yeah, even Pilgrim gets in a couple licks, and then he just, like, goes away. He's just like, ah, I'm, I'm not even worried about you guys. Yeah, he's, like, walking through the battlefield. This one guy's like, oh, I'm going to get him. He goes, bip, 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 like, five-finger death punch, takes out his dark chi, and then fucking one punch breaks his spine. I'm like, <laughs> like oh. that was straight-up Mortal Kombat yeah, fatality. And he didn't even blink. It was, like, in one fluid movement. Bip, 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 bip crack and then he just kept on walking i'm like god damn pilgrim you're a bad motherfucker so like shut your mouth but i'm talking about pilgrim then i can dig it <laughs> so but then so he goes by and then mk so he's attacked by four sides by with monks with poles right and they have him i mean they have him mm-hmm. and then somehow okay so we know that he can turn his dark chi on and off like a light switch and so can pilgrim but all the other harbingers are like dick 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 right I guess that makes him more powerful because he does this move where he um, takes out his two daggers and pops all eight of their sticks at the same time. Then Mm -hmm. he he kicks them like boom, 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 kicks all four of them in different directions, gets this other one on the ground, comes up, brings out these two dope-ass daggers. These daggers were slick. Came out and sliced them, both of them, right through one of the monk's eyeballs. Just like, whoosh, just this, just kebab. And Bet he didn't see that coming. Uh, 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 it's a boo word. So I, 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 I readily admit that. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I, I'll allow it just because, you know, MK was probably the bright spot of the opening portion of the show. Yeah, he was. You know, yeah, up, was. up until we get to what we got to. But, Holy shit. But MK was pretty badass. I mean, I, I think he was actually better than the, the Harbingers. Oh, yeah. You know, the oh, other absolutely. ones that the, the Pilgrim had. So. Oh, absolutely. And I'm glad we could see, like, I forgot how much of a badass MK was because he was too busy being a petulant little shit that I mm-hmm. forgot that he truly is a badass. So, like, to see him shine again was a really welcome uh, pace. And it was a good fight to start the thing off with. Because then that was like, like I was about to say. Then the lead-in is right. Pilgrim versus Master. Yeah, this was like the opening round fight, and then now like next round is, one fight, right? And so now we have the Pilgrim versus the Master, and I was like, holy shit, I've been waiting for this fight. It was it, a good fight. It didn't disappoint. No, it was a fantastic uh, fight. You know, I'm I'm all over the internet with Into the Badlands and looking at different Reddits and tweets and everything else. And I mean, the the big thing with everybody that follows the show, number one, they want to save the Badlands. That, right. I mean, because it's a great show. Exactly. But number two is like the biggest hype was Pilgrim finally fights the Master. Mm-hmm. And in my eyes, it didn't disappoint. No, I love this fight. I because... did have one piece of beef with that, but I'll yeah. let you kind of build no, 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 up. No, no, the... no, 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 no. Bring it on because your beef might be my beef. The only beef I've got is if the Master is the Master. Mm-hmm. How does she allow Pilgrim to turn off her dark chi so fast and yeah. so easily? Yeah, that's like, my thing. That was my beef. It was just like, it's a, uh, I know you're I, I couldn't get time, over it. Right? I know you're pressed for time, but come on. You're the right. goddamn master. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're training all these abbots, and you're training everybody in the Shaolin Temple, right. and all of a sudden he can do the dim mock on you and like turn off your dark power. Relatively quickly, because, but up until then... It was a cool ass fight. Until then, it was a really cool fight. Because it, yeah, the the master wasn't really even punching. I mean, she was blocking pretty much everything and mm-hmm. and just spinning around him, like running circles around Pilgrim. But I think that's her, her downfall because she was trying too much defensively. I think she should have. There was a couple of where's where she could like stick, stick, stick. But unfortunately, because he's ruthless enough, he's the one that was able to turn off her dark cheek quickly. And I think that's what I'm not saying. Like it was the. 
she lost because she was good, but I think she lost because she underestimated Pilgrim. Or do you think she lost on purpose? No. Well, well, huh. I didn't see it that way. Okay. No, because she she got her ass beat proper. If she oh, lost I, on no, purpose, you, like... I, I just, I had to look at it because, you know, the master has always played the long game. Right. You know, it's it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like Doctor Strange in the MCU. Yeah. You know, maybe she saw the the one out of 1,768,000, you know, True. different scenarios how this could play out. No, I don't think so. Because at the end of the day, she wouldn't have let herself get her ass beat that bad. She got her ass beat and then... Maybe she had to make it look convincing. No, because not... <laughs> Because not only did he, like, you know, say, you're you try and control the abbots, he went down to the dark ones, beat the, the shit out of her again, turned all the abbots against her, and woke up all the uh, thing. That was insult. I know he went there for that, mm-hmm. but he wouldn't have done it in such a grand fashion and left the master alive if that was part of her game plan. Yeah, and for the sake of our listener, you know, the, the reason why he goes to, like, the monastery is to unlock all of the... Uh, the dark ones that the master has kind of like put in a coma at this mm-hmm. point, you know, either the ones she couldn't control, the ones that couldn't control her power, some something that she found like not a redeeming quality out of these individuals, you know, whether or not they could have been like she referred to MK, you know, dangerous. Yeah. You know, somebody that's going to bring this. this well, like like the last the last person we saw her put under the needles, like take out the dark chiomatic. Right. Was that one. A uh, guy who uses powers to just kill everybody mm-hmm. for fun, you know. Right. So, like, I'm not you, saying she has a point, but, but she has a point. She has a point, and that's the thing. That's the thing about this this thing, especially Pilgrim. Everybody had a point in this. Yeah, I can see Pilgrim's point where he was like, you know, we are children of Azra. We were given this gift. Why are you letting us flourish? And and she comes back is because it has a lot of responsibility, and you do need to have responsibility. With, kind of is, is she with, Uncle Ben's it? With great power comes, comes great, great responsibility, yeah. right? And again, she's a hundred percent right. But at the same time, he goes, "But you should let them choose and learn from their mistakes." So now, I'm gonna fuck you up. You're gonna you're gonna learn today. Yeah. And so like this fight, I mean, again, Pilgrim's one of the like I wouldn't say he's a sympathetic bad guy because at the end of the day, Master's right. You just want this power so you can control everybody and everything. Because this is the second episode in a row we've we've heard him refer <laughs> to his dark, I guess his dark underlings as trying to ascend to godlike status. Right. Make everybody gods. Right. To control. And so like he's a bad guy because he's got bad intentions, but he's got good points. He's a sympathetic bad guy, and that's why I like that. You know, because this one, I was like, you know, I could see that because the master, the master at the end of the day, she ain't clean either. You no, know? N- nobody so, in the Badlands is. Right. Well, she got her ass beat and insult to injury. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of bleeds into the second segment after the first commercial break, mm-hmm. you know, where Pilgrim actually takes all of the, I guess, the disciples from the monastery down to where the sleepers are. And he starts individually waking them up. But the master even tells him before that. You know, his power is essentially consuming him. Yeah. Every time he activates it, it is fighting back against him. So it's it's killing him, in essence. Because you weren't born with the power. You right. took the She's, power. Yeah, he stole the power from, uh, from... The machine. Yeah. Yeah, and she's right. And so he wasn't ready. To, he thought he was. But you have this dark power that controls a lot of different things. Of course, she's going to fuck you up, especially if you're not used to it. Very true. So, like, yeah, you could see, even as he was trying to refresh everybody and make him like awake good morning you know i'm your pilgrim and savior good morning right good Good morning morning. it's great to sleep in late like 
thousands of years. But, uh, <laughs> but he's opening up their dark sheet and he's like, hello, brother. Welcome to Ezra. You know, and, so and then he's like, about to faint. Because he, he because he's used his power so many times that it, you know it's it's fighting back against him. And MK saw it. Yeah, MK saw it. So you think that's gonna? Oh, I think it's definitely gonna factor into it. Yeah, he's yeah. Gonna... I I think Pilgrim is gonna try to unleash something on Sonny, and and MK is gonna be in a very unfortunate spot. Mm-hmm. You know, he's gonna have to choose between Sonny, who did kill his mother, but you know, it's has tried. Lands. Yeah, exactly. That's what Sonny even lands. said. You know, a different time, another different place. Yeah. So it's one of those things where. Um, MK is going to have to make that decision. And I yeah. think he's ultimately going to side with Sonny, even though, you know, Sonny did some heinous shit to his family. Yeah. But like I said, Pilgrim's got some points in this one. So, but during that portion, we actually get uh, exposed to the Black Lotus again. And they're tracking on Kara, Sonny, Baji, uh, the Widow, and Nyx in, uh, in, in, in their dilapidated hoopty. Road tripping with Baji. Yeah. <laughs> You ever had Hawk? <laughs> <laughs> and every time, every time we talk about Baji, you know, the, the comic relief piece of it is always fantastic mm-hmm. because Nick Frost has done a great job as Baji all the way through the series. Yep. But it was just like the it's uncomfortable conversation because the widow just keeps looking at Nick's like, "Can we shut him up?" And mm-hmm. Nick's is just kind of rolling her eyes. On Kara's like passed out in the back seat, like like the Hangover. Yeah. You know, she's, <laughs> she's got the 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 uh, what was it the um. Oh. She's got that serum, that old yeah, like yeah, the steampunk the yep. Drano injection. Yeah. yeah. But and it's funny because she starts coming to and she starts like ta- literally talking shit where like she's casting a spell because she's the mad witch. So like and she's about to break down the car. <laughs> Some grogger, groggy richery. And like so she's like uh, making the card to download and like, oh, we got to do something. Where's another vial? It was like, I got this. And just, <laughs> it just pops her in the side of the head, <laughs> which I thought was cool because, yeah. you know, they've actually given the widow uh, more to do in this season mm-hmm. or at least the season three altogether. Mm-hmm. You know, we we knew she was a badass fighter in season two. Yeah. We were exposed a little bit to her in season one because, I mean, we're still talking about Jacoby and all those other guys in season one. But the widow is really shined through in season three. Oh, I, yeah. I think it's been awesome to see what Emily Beecham can do. Because she's doing great, especially turning, like, an anti-hero into a full-on hero. Right. So, like, that's not easy to do in the course of, like, half a season. But Emily Beecham's kicking it and doing it great. Yeah. So. They yeah. finally get to a, an Abbott safe house. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're diverting away from the, the monastery, and, and they even say, you know, we, we need to be able to put Ankara under for a little bit longer than a, a swift punch from the widow can do. So Baji's looking for the, the abbot's needles to, you know, render her useless yeah. at that point. So Stop her chief low. Right, and, and Ankara is still talking shit. You know, she's trying to pay the, play the sympathetic piece of it. She's trying to get Baji to let her go. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to let get the widow to let her go. But we get a really, just a, a small beat between Sonny and the widow. You know, and, yeah. and Sonny even says, you know, we, we've got a common enemy right now, but don't think I forgot about that shit with Vale. Mm-hmm. And after everything is said and done, after we take care of Pilgrim, I'm coming back. Yeah, yeah. And I'm coming back for, for you. you. Yeah, because I'm, like, I'm coming for you. <laughs> and, I, and even the widow's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would too, man. You're talking about the second, you're talking about the second most notorious clipper in the Badlands. Yeah. Next to our dude, <laughs> Sherman Augustus. So, I mean, would you want that dude coming after you? Hell no. I mean, but Widow could take care of herself. But I hope, I hope it comes down to it because I would love to see it fight between those two. That'd be pretty love badass. I'd love to see like a full on fight. So, after everything is said and done, we find out that Ankara 
tricks the widow into removing uh, the the acupuncture needle from her. Yeah. And and she shows her exactly what's happening. Well, that kind of leads into Tilda and Gaius. Mm -hmm. You know, they're still on the search for Madame Chow, and they're kind of like just kind of like jaunting through a field, you know, talking about, you know, the different things that happen and, and everything that happened in the past. Do you think that like, okay, so I wrote this in my notes. I'm like, do you think Tilda's got an eye for, uh, for Gaius or like just making sure that like take care of my mom and like feeling him out if he's a good guy or. I, I think it's more along the lines of, uh, the, your second option there, because I just don't think Tilda's. I think Tilda was more smitten with um, with M.J. Okay. Yeah. in Odessa. Odessa. Yeah, so, so that's a weird, weird love triangle that we still, you know, haven't seen. Because I mean, we really I'm still mad at Odessa. Well, I'll I mean, be honest. I mean, like even that, back in the season two, I'm like, man, Odessa, you done did Tilda wrong. So like, well, I mean, think about it. We haven't seen M.K. and Tilda together on screen for quite a while too. That's true. You know, because M.K. has been locked up in Pilgrim's little, I guess you would say, cavalcade, mm-hmm. and Tilda's kind of been on her own. You know, ever since the war broke out. So. And, I mean, we still – we got nothing from yeah. Moon and Lydia. So, I mean, we've still got that kind of dynamic that we still need to explore, too. Mm-hmm. But as Gaius and Tilda are kind of on walkabout, you know, they're they're going to um, Iron Fan where uh, – okay, I'm just going to put it out there, dude. The the names that they've got for some of the locations in the Badlands, Iron Fan, Black Wind, it's just like – Holy shit, man! This is awesome. Iron Fan makes sense though because it's a Ferris wheel. Yeah. And from the from the from the, where you saw it coming in, it all you see is like the fan of the Ferris wheel. So it yeah. makes sense. This was dope, dude. I Fuck. I knew you were gonna like that part because I mean, <laughs> it's a defunct carnival. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Madame Chow was rolling deep. But here's the thing. So first off, before we get to like, oh, there's Iron Fan. Let's mm-hmm. go. And then Tittle's like, wait, wait, wait. I sent something right. That was a good ambush trap. I was it, it not really expecting was. that because they came out of nowhere. Yeah, so Tilda and guys are just kind of traveling along, and Tilda just goes, shut, shut up. And then she just stabs into a bush and kills one of <laughs> one of the one of the droogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, but they ultimately fall, you know, fall victim to a trap that Madame Chow had laid. Because there's like 50 of them that just form a circle on them, crossbows, gone, dead to right. So they take it to this dope bath carnival. And, and how was the entrance that Madame Chow had? I know, had? that's what I wrote in my notes. I go, that entrance was sweet. Madame Chow comes in looking badass, just like this crazy ass, like, just, I don't know, just, just, a, just a badass, through this big clown's mouth. Yep. Straight up the Joker. I loved it. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And she had guys tied up on one of those things where you, like, you throw the throw knives, knives yep. at it. And I'm like, yes! She's got Tilda, like, bound to a chair. I almost thought it was going to be one of the ones where, like, you hit it with the hammer. Bing! And then, like, <laughs> so, like, was, but, you know, still, it was cool. There was, like, carnival equipment, like, like, and all the drugs were carnies and shit mm-hmm. they're a little more sketchier. It was great, and she comes out just talking shit. Mad shit. Mad shit. Like, oh, you brought your little cog with you? Talking shit like the mom. Right. But- we, we see what happens with the mom. Right. So, as she's kind of going through, she's interrogating Gaius, and, dude, she blowtorches him. Graphically, this like, is a graphic shit. shot. Like, we've seen violence. A lot of st- There's a lot of stabbery going on in stabby, the Stabby, stabby. Mm-hmm. But, like... That was a lingering shot they had on his yeah, melted we, we've flesh. Never, yeah, we've never seen anybody get singed. You that know, was good singed gore. torture. Yeah, that was good gore because I was like, ooh, that looks painful, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and, 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 you know, Madam Chow actually says, you know, take 
she she tells two of her her guards, you know, take Tilda away, and apparently they beat the shit out of her off screen. Because yeah. when she comes back to like the dining room table scene, I mean, she's got like the the bruises around her neck from the like the bolos they threw at him initially, but she's also beat up. So yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> but Madam Chow is one cold mamma jamma. Oh, she's got a. First of all, she was doing great beating the shit out of people with her like custom. Uh, Brass knuckles. Brass knuckles. I don't know. I couldn't think of that. But then blow torching people. But like, man, the set design on this was fantastic. I don't know why. I've always been a fan of like villains with carnival layers. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but I that, I eat that shit up with a spoon. And I dug the shit out of this. A Badlands Carnival? That would have been rad, dude. Like It's all run by clippers. Right? You gotta throw darts at real people. Like, it's like the dunk booth is queen. <laughs> you throw like a girl. <laughs> but then... So then, so that leads us up to the dining room scene at the uh, clown house. Mm-hmm. Right? And she's like, hey, we don't know where anybody's at. But when everything's said and done, Madam Child's like, I'm gonna need a regent. How would you like to be it? And she goes, no. And then she tells this story to Tilda about how she tortured the shit out of Minerva mm-hmm. back in the day. And I was like, Madam Chow, you are crazy mean. And I, I kept thinking, because I went back to um, Yumiko, how two totally opposite yeah. those characters are. and how Yeah, Elmas, Eleanor Matsura. Yeah, she's killing it with both of them. Because her Madam Chow was just cold and mean. And Yumiko but, is like extremely like caring and right, but she's also a badass in her yeah. own way. But then <laughs> she's over there like, okay, well, you know what? I'm through playing games. It took me 248 days or something to break. It's been widow. 236 <laughs> days since last breakage. <laughs> she goes, you know what? We got time. So she kills out this brand and then just yeah, just brands the her. yeah, just brands the shit out of Tilda right in between her shoulder blades. Again, gory as hell because she's like ah. But then, okay, so are we going to what happens next on the clown house? No, let's no, let's gotta, save the clown house. Yeah, yeah, we kind of got to lead up. Yeah. So the the portion that we're kind of skipping over, and not necessarily skipping over, but we got to talk about next is the fact that you know the widow and Nick's Baji, Sunny, and Ankara are at the 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 Abbott's safe house. Mm-hmm. So after Ankara grabs a hold of the widow and tells her, or shows her rather, the vision of Tilda and Gaius being tortured, you know the Ankara just says, you know, you can't save them. You know, it's beyond your control. Well, the widow knows where they're at. You yeah. Know, she knows where, where Iron Fan is. Well, and you know, okay, so first of all, that has, they were, they were like, no, I don't know if you should trust her because, I mean, after all, she is the mad witch. Mm-hmm. You know? But she so, keeps playing the heartstrings with Baji. You know, oh, I always loved you when you were a fat little kid. Right. And, and, but you know what? She was true to her word. But she goes, if you let me go, I'll show you the truth. I'll show you what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And she was telling Minerva. She said the truth. She goes, I'll show you. And then she showed her where it's at. So I would like, hmm, do I go? But I could see where people are like, don't trust her. Well, don't trust her. Sonny even makes mention. He goes, everything that Ankara has told us has been true. Yeah. You know, so why not trust what this vision was? And he's he's kind of against it because... As he explains to Nix, you know, we need we need warriors, we need and the widow, the widow is a fight. is one of the badass fighters. But which also, okay, that was an interesting play for the widow to hear Sunny say, you know what, I don't trust her, but we need her. Mm-hmm. And she had this look on her face, like, I don't, I don't know what that look was. I was because like, she knows that Sunny already hates her, mm-hmm. 
But she goes, maybe they're right. Maybe I need to bounce. And this gave her a good excuse to bounce and maybe get more fighters. Because if That's she can true. finish the war, because see, now I got it. If she can finish the war, she's Gatilda and Gaius, who are certifiably badass. And now there's nobody else once Madame Chow is dispatched. Yeah, to take over the Gaius, the Gaius troops. Right. And then you get you can bring Sherman, Augustus, and Lydia back into play. So, yeah, taking care of the war probably was the best angle. And it gave her excuse to bounce, knowing that nobody else wanted her but Badgie. But she still needed to be there. Mm -hmm. That puts her in a really precarious situation. And I'm glad it worked out the way it did. Yeah. So, okay, then now now we need to introduce the portion of the, the funhouse fight. So we have Baron Chow and the widow finally square off. You know, Nix is off taking care of individual guards and she's dispatching people because I mean she's Nix. I mean she's she's a badass in her own right. But right before right before it was great. So, so she's torturing Tilda, right? Mm -hmm. And she goes, okay, I know what, I'll make some, I'll show you breakage. I'll take, give you a treat. So she brings in Gaius and Gaius is all right there and he's about to kill her. Or, I'm sorry. Uh, Baron Chow is about to kill Gaius and right before the blade hits the neck, she goes, wait, I'm the one that killed your mom. He couldn't do it. Because the whole time, the whole time, Madame Chow's talking shit like. And it wasn't even, I just killed your mom. Yeah. She, she goes, I stabbed her in her blowhole. No, she said, <laughs> I stabbed that old bitch in her old blowhole. <laughs> it was, was like, the alliteration, whoa. and I'm like, that's funny. And the, be the best part about it was, was Tilda had like this like almost Joker-esque smile on her face. Because, I mean, she's bleeding from getting beat. Right? she's still tied to a chair. And she's just like, ha, 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 ha. If I told somebody that I stabbed an old bitch in her blowhole, I'd be cracking up too. I would be too. Know? I'm not gonna lie, especially the fact that it's true. You know, <laughs> it's not like she's lying. Because last episode, stick, 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 stick. So then, then if <laughs> Nix comes in and just like, just like. Dispatches mm, takes, the, yeah, dispatches quickly, all the guards. Quickly. All, all the red shirt, white shirts. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> nice. Bravo. But if Madame Chow's clown entrance wasn't as good as it was, it was totally upstaged by the widow's clown entrance. <laughs> the widow's clown entrance through the clown's mouth was a thing of goddamn beauty. It was amazing. Because <laughs> she comes in like, let's fucking finish this, right? And I was like, yes! Anytime somebody comes in through a clown's mouth, you know some ill shit's gonna go down. <laughs> and I was not disappointed because this fight was bad ass. Oh, absolutely not, bad man. Bad And, you know, we, we talked about the end of season 3A. You know, the, the gigantic battle that you know, we had a lot of slow-mo, a, a lot of carnage and whatnot. We've talked about, like, the pilot episode where Sonny fights the, the band of, of uh, marauders. You know, and everything in between those two points. This was actually one of the coolest, like, one-on-one -on -one fight sequences we've seen in the show. This is cool as shit. Because, you know, we get we get that the, the Widow is a badass fighter. We know that Madam, uh, Madam Chow is a badass fighter. But the extent to what their badass them during this fight sequence was, was incredible. Because you, you've got the Widow just fighting with her regular sword, not taken apart. Mm -hmm. You know, because you, she, she can't detach them. Right. But... Madam Chow has two hook swords. Yes. Like two of those, like they, they look like it for listeners that might not be, you know, I guess versed in martial arts weaponry. They look like Klingon battleths, yeah. but they have hooks on the end of the sword. Mm -hmm. And she like, 
they're badass kung fu swords. But right. she put them together and could swing them around and, and she make could, them like twice right. as long. It was rad as shit. And then they start fighting on the Ferris wheel, and and, and they're doing like acrobatic stunts around the different supports of the Ferris wheel, like doing flips and splits, doing on the flips and, and shit. Stuff, right. Anytime you can do a fight on a merry-go-round, you have my attention. So you have our gratitude. Exactly. This is rad. Because, like you said, they were using the merry-go-round, the carnival equipment with it, mm-hmm. just jumping on things and flipping it. But then finally, when she was when Madame Chow was doing that spin and that sword was just coming along, it was a, it was all an overhead shot, so you could actually see it. Sweet looking, it was sweet looking. But then, if you take a sword, good play on Widow because if she's got the hook sword and she was blocking her mm-hmm. own, but she goes into the um, the, the Ferris swing, wheel, yeah, yeah, the swing, swing them around or yeah, something. I don't even know what the hell that thing's called. It's kind of like a Ferris wheel, but it's like but the it's suspended swing. Where you sit, yeah. yeah, you sit on the swing and like it swings you in the circle, and so like. She does this sweet thing where she's kind of trapped herself on the chains. Mm-hmm. The widow jumps up, comes down, uses the chain that's holding Madame Chow's arms and legs. She's kind of like drawn and quartered at right. this point, just held like that way. Comes down the chain that's parallel with her head, sparks flying off her sword. This look of fucking vengeance. The, the only thing we were face. missing was right of the Valkyries in the background. Right? It looked like her sword was like on fire, but like electric fire. And the widow was like, ah, and then, whoosh, and then you just see like blade, blood, blood. and then head, boonk, 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 boonk. And I was like, yes. And then, then later she's, then you're just kind of like, She's walking away. Yeah, as the swing is still going around and around. You just see this like headless corpse just drawn and quartered on this swing set. And I was like, that's amazing. Well done. Well done, Badlands. Well done. All the fight scenes in this episode were fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. The each one could have been like a centerpiece for its own episode. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but we got like Almost, almost three, but we got two really great ones. Yep, and I mean, we finally get to see that the widow is a badass, like mm-hmm. a certified badass, like mm-hmm. stone cold killer badass. Mm-hmm. Whew, man, <laughs> I, I I thoroughly love that portion. Yeah. So I guess the next portion we we have to talk about is that after Madame Chow is dead, long live Yumiko. Now, yeah, <laughs> you know, hopefully mm-hmm. that character doesn't get got on The Walking Dead right? next season. Um, MK is, is talking to the master about, you know, why he tried to, or why she tried to steal his power, his dark chi, why the master has brought all these people together in this gigantic comatose state, you know, and she's trying to, she's trying to explain and, and she says that, you know, I'm trying to save the world uh, for, for lack of a better, I guess, phraseology right. or whatever. And MK doesn't believe her, you know, so he's still sorting through the, the different little, like, leaflets and, and scrolls and everything that the master has about how to wake up all the sleepers that are in the basement of the, mm-hmm. the of the monastery pilgrim finally goes oh i've got it <laughs> you know so they go down and they do their thing but we we get um we get a nice little beat with mk talking to one of the awakened sleepers eli mm-hmm. and he kind of talks about you know eli all he wants to do is he wants to just go back and find his family well, MK gives him a couple little sn- uh, snippets, and he's just like, "Look, your family's dead. They're probably right. dead. That's the way of the Badlands." I wrote like, "I wrote like, MK damn, doesn't MK. have a really good bedside manner." Oh no shit, Nurse Ratchet! <laughs> right? He's like, "Your family's dead. So uh, thoughts and prayers, but why don't you join our cult?" 
Yeah. I'm like, God damn, dude, you're like, you're awful. It's like when like you're sick and like, you know who really can heal you? It's like, get out of here. I need pills, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like <laughs> bad bedside manner, okay? But at the same time, being in needle sounds frightening. Oh, yeah. He goes like, it's like a nightmare. It's like you can't move. You can't, you can't wake, up. wake up. Yeah, it's almost like sleep paralysis. Yeah. yeah. It's like like the sunken place. And so, I don't know. Again, I could see the points for both Pilgrim and the Master. You know, and MK mm-hmm. was like, don't have to worry about this. You're free to make your own choices. Your family's dead. She can make <laughs> yeah. choices. But one of the choices actually is, uh, you know, have you heard about our Lord and Savior Pilgrim? You know, so it's like. You get to be a dark one. Right. <laughs> you get the chi. And you. Well, yeah, we didn't see Crescent in this, uh, this mm-hmm. episode either. Because she's over there fucking around with Lydian. Um, yeah, Moon. Mm hmm. So. We we get just that little beat with MK and and Eli the the awakened sleeper and then everything pretty much shifts back to Ankara and Baji, uh, Sunny. So Nix and the widow are are still over there, I guess playing mop and bucket man at the at the carnival trying to mop up all the all the carnage and blood that they you know let loose playing bozo's grand prize game with madame chow's head <laughs> you just had your picture taken with our brand new polaroid spectra system camera <laughs> <laughs> so we get on Kara that, that she's having a nice little beat with Baji, you know telling her all, all of the sentimental crap and she she can feel that the black lotus are getting closer to him and she confesses she goes i cared about you because i thought you could fix mother's mistake i made mm-hmm. and then like what mistake you made Turns out, Azra was like up until recently a real place still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I didn't know. I surprisingly, thought it, I thought it burned like hundreds of years ago, not right. not dozens of years ago, and it's all because the witch took some, but took a black lotus to there. They yeah. found it. Yeah, and they sacked the city. Right. So it's like, man, I hope I don't know if I want to see Azra, but I do want to see Azra, or at least where where it is, but the ruins of it, because like. It's just like a big mound of, like, ash. Right? Like Pompeii. <laughs> wow. Too soon, dude. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. But, um, no. So, she's like, you know, maybe you can fix the world that I done fucked up. And I, I kind of believed the Mad Witch at this point. Because mm-hmm. one, she did show, she did show um, the Widow where uh, the, the was. Yeah, the Twisted, the twisted Carnival. Mm-hmm. When the Black Lotus were coming... Because we, because the Black Lotus are here. That's they're about to. Yeah, they just break pull up the and door. they're about to break down the mm-hmm. door. Yep. She's ready to fight. She's like, "Take this thing out of me. I will. I'll. Mm-hmm. I'll help you out." She goes, "Let's do this. I'll help you stop everything." But again, I can see we're like, "No, she's gonna. She's strong enough to get us all." But they, it's bad on Sunny for not trusting the Mad Witch already. I understand where he's coming from. It would be hard to, especially the fact that he's pissed off at everything and everybody right now. Angsty Sunny. Sad Sunny. No. Yeah, angsty sun. It's a cloudy day. But um <laughs> But no. They should have let him out earlier. I was like, come on, Badgie, open up, let that dark witch do her dark chiness, right? But like she does, she starts doing that stuff. But whatever techniques that the black lotus have, goddamn. It's like an off switch. Right? It's like even better than the Pilgrim's off switch. What did you say? Best way to like keep them alive. So let's throw bombs in their place. Yeah. The the whole deal with the Black Lotus is that they're trying to keep Sunny alive. Mm-hmm. Because 
Ankara lets the, I guess, the, the cat out of the bag to the viewers when she's talking to Sonny and Baggy and says that only three people survived the sacking of, uh, of Azra. One being Sonny, the other being Pilgrim, but Sonny's sister. I forgot about Sonny's sister. Yeah, so, but Ankara kind of lets it slip that Sonny's sister is dead, which mm-hmm. I don't buy. I, right. think, I think she's still alive. You know, so we know that we know that Pilgrim and Sonny are linked to Azra in some way. Mm-hmm. So they've got some type of like bond between the two of them, no matter what Pilgrim has said in previous episodes. Yeah. So right as Ankara is saying that, you see the Black Lotus at the door, and they're like, "Well, we need to take Sun uh, Sunsu alive, Sonny." And so they throw grenades inside the building, and I'm just like, "That might not be the best." Like, granted, they're concussion, you know, Flashbacks. grenade, but it's like, yeah, that might not be the best thing to do. Is like throw a combustible into a hay barn with tinder <laughs> yeah. everywhere, just boosh. But it works because it blows everybody up. I mean, yeah. not them, but but blows them all off to different corners, knocks everybody out. But Ankara's about to do um, mad witchery. Her mad witchery, poop, 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 and I'm like, oh yeah. But as soon as she does that. These dope ass like maces mm-hmm. come in and like bind her hands, and then here comes a uh, wannabe Quinn, Magnus. Magnus, he looks so much like Quinn. He does look a lot I like want Quinn. him to be Quinn, and it makes me mad that it's not Quinn. So, he takes off a mask like in Mission Impossible. Howdy, boys! I'm back. But uh, <laughs> but no, find out that that's the one that originally sacked Azra. Mm-hmm. That's Magnus, the leader of the Black Lotus. Yep, and like. Badgie's like, hey, what's going on? Don't, don't like, don't hurt her. Who? And then he goes, and who are you? And he goes, I'm nobody. Hey, don't worry about me. Trying <laughs> to be his badginess, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Magnus goes, well, no, everybody's some somebody. And he goes, no, I'm not. I. And then, god damn it, <laughs> <laughs> my jaw dropped at this point. At the, I knew the Mad Witch wasn't long for this world as right. soon as they had her because she's a dark chi, and you know you gotta go. But when he stuck that knife in Badgie and just went, and then I was like, okay, you know what? I've seen people get worse, you know? Right. He can survive, you know? But then he like kind of twisted it a little bit and then pulled it out. And I was like, he's still good. He's still good. He's just a little stabbed. He's still good. He's He's still still good. good. He's still good. You know, he can probably use his dark chili and heal himself really quickly, you know? And then he goes over to Ankara and he goes, "Uh, your witchery ends here or whatever, but... Stick, right? Kills her, goes all the way through, and then, okay, so she's dead, okay? And then I'm like, okay, Badgie, come on, you're going to get up. You're going to get up. You're going to do this. You can do this at Badgie. It's okay. Come on. You're fine. You've had worse, right? But then you hear, dunk, dunk. Yep. You hear the heartbeat. Dunk, dunk. Just getting more and more faint. And I'm like, don't, don't do that, son of a bitch. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> ah, I was mad. I was like, God damn it. And Flipping tables over and stuff. Well, let me ask you this, though. If Ankara is still close to death, because we she's already had a fight sequence with the Black Lotus before where she was able to dispatch a couple of them. Mm-hmm. So maybe if she's not completely dead, will she be able to heal? Because we know, based on the, the interactions between the Master and Pilgrim in the monastery, there's a, there's a beat where the Master actually tries to heal herself, but the Pilgrim shuts it off. Yeah, With some quick. kind of like weird incantation. Mm-hmm. So Dominus says, Rectus <laughs> Rectus Dominus. Mm-hmm. You know, but she can't do it because of, you know, the pilgrim knows what she's trying to do. Right. So do you think if Ankara is close to death that she has a way to resurrect Bashi? I hope so. I hope so. 
I do too because man, I I didn't exp- we we knew from our talk with Sherman Augustus when we interviewed him last July that season three B or whatever they're calling it, season four, whatever was going to be huge. And yeah, we were going to see a lot of stuff kind of roll downhill but that he couldn't badgy. talk about. Right? It it you know, just not badgy. But you can take badgy. You know, as much as I like him, take Sunny. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Into the Badlands, bye. You know, <laughs> out of the Badlands, you know. <laughs> right? But but leave Badgie ah! unscathed. I mean, because he's been the he's been like the bright spot of this like post apocalyptic wasteland future. Ever since he joined in in season two, he was just my favorite thing about the show. I'm not at the point where I'm like, man, fuck this show, Badlands, you know. But I'm like, you done did me dirty, Badlands. You done did me dirty. You better give me one hellacious Nathaniel Moon battle sequence. Right? <laughs> it better get a hell of a lot better. I'm going to feel a lot worse. Exactly. So, because, like, fan, I saw myself in Badgie as a fat guy who tries to do flips and shit. I didn't even try. You to have do. never tried I've to do a flip. I've known you almost three shit. decades. You have never tried to do a flip once not that didn't done. involve your middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd want to. Sometimes <laughs> I'm afraid you're going to hurt yourself doing that. I know, right? <laughs> I just pass out. But... <laughs> No, because he was funny, you know. Yeah. And like, uh, well, he brought a bright spot to a very bleak, like futuristic world. Mm-hmm. You know, and even his, I guess, his conversations at Interplay with Sonny were like two brothers, two very, like, Badgie wanted him around. Sonny didn't want him around. So take Gaius, take Tilda, take like. Hey, you better talk. You better tread lightly with the Iron Rabbit. I'd rather have Badgie. I'm gonna be. I mean, like. The Iron Rabbit versus Kung Fu Panda. I think, that's <laughs> but but I was like, and they're like, all right, take this one, take Sunny. Yep. They take Sunny, and then we're just seeing Badgie's life was just close. bleed out. Yeah. No, uh, I hated the way they ended that show. God damn it! it but like, like I said, man, hold out faith. I know. You, know, you you never know what happens in next week because right. we we've already seen that Ankara has been very very close to death. I mean, hell, these entire past two episodes she's been close to death. Right. So, I'm just hoping. I just hope Badgie makes it. If he doesn't, I understand. It's if Badgie dies, we riot. Right. I'd be pissed. Oh man, if Badgie never comes back, I'm gonna be so pissed off. Comes back as a force ghost. Force ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all I found. Hello, hello. You know. No, no, but ah, uh, man, that yep. was that was heartbreaking. Yep, and the final sequence that we see of the show is that you know the Black Lotus actually have Sunny now, mm-hmm. and he's still knocked out and concussed or whatever the whatever it is. But Magnus and and his two shock troops, you know, now have still looking Sonny. dope. Yeah, still looking dope. Oh, dude, Black Lotus have some co- yep. some of the coolest. Like it's almost like feudal Japan samurai, and their gadgets and gizmos are rad too. Well, they got a lot of weapons, man. They got like concussive bombs mm-hmm. and. All kinds of weird stuff. So, Sweet. so do you have anything that we we missed that you want to talk about? No, other I'm, than I'm, I'm angry. I'm <laughs> yeah. still I'm still bitter. I'm sorry. All right, well, collect yourself because, like <laughs> we do on every episode, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the highest, how would you rank this episode? I would go eight and a half, but I'm gonna go eight. I'm gonna go three. Right? <laughs> yeah, two. Shit. Eight. I, I almost want to go eight and a half because it was such a really good episode. Two major fight scenes. Two really good. Um, it tied up the end of the Baron War really mm-hmm. well. Exactly. Um, yeah. It showed how much of a threat um, the uh, Pilgrim is by beating the shit out of the Master, and now he's got more dark ones than ever because he's got all the the sleepers. 
it was a really, really good episode, putting a lot of players into play, and everybody got their good licks in. Everybody got a good chance to show off what they did. But God damn it, don't kill Badgie. But all that aside, even the whole badginess aside, it was a fantastic episode. So eight, solid eight, if not eight and a half. Yeah, and I'm actually going to echo you because I'm going to go with an eight as well. The only thing I think we could have done a little bit different is I think we could have got a little bit of sunny action in the mm-hmm. episode somewhere. You know, not just I'm gonna throw a grenade through a wall and uh, yeah, get knocked down. I would no, no. That you know what? I was thinking the whole thing. I would have loved to have seen another fight scene where Sunny takes on at least a couple of Black Lotus. I, I would have liked to have seen Sunny take on the the two Black Lotus underlings and, mm-hmm. and beat them. You know, kind of best them like he did the ones on the the River King's boat. And then like finally, the, like, and then Magnus finally just ma- yeah, just Magnus like knocks yeah. him out or something Treachery crazy like that. Or something. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I'm gonna go eight. You're gonna go eight. I want to remind everybody we'll be back again next Tuesday. Um, after following the Monday episode of AMC's Into the Badlands. But on behalf of my co-host, Genius McGee, I'm Dustin P. And I'm going to go pour one out for Badgie.